I'll shove that bat up your ass and turn you into a popsicle. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Warriors, come out and play. Hello and welcome to episode 278 of Under the Cull of MS. It's the normal Thursday episode. A little bit of comics, a little bit of MS, health stuff, and a little bit of whatever. If you haven't figured that out, that was a, some stuff from the Warriors movie back in the day. And the reason I mention that quote is because the first comic I'm going to review is The Army of Darkness, 1979, number two. This is just a huge parody on the Warriors movie. Which is a lot of fun, but instead of warriors, we get warlocks, we get the Necronomicon, we get deadites, half-deads. Uh, we got a group of barbed wire-faced baseball bat carrying freaks. We got a bunch of ki- groups of characters in here that you'll see that are big-time copies of the warriors gangs from the movie but yeah we get to see ashley ash get hooked up with some people and helped out and finds himself a little girlfriend in here (laughs) as usual and uh this is just i can't really tell you what all happen with the groups and all that stuff because it would just ruin this issue. But if you like the Warriors movie, you'll love this run. It's just a lot of fun how they're playing around with everything in it. So check that out. And that was the Army of Darkness, 1979, issue two from Dynamite. Now we checked out Darkhold Blade. They got a variety of Darkhold one-shots that came out, I picked up a couple of them just to check it out. Mainly, I wanted the Blade one, and I kind of wanted to wait with the rest until they finished the run so I could figure out how much stuff's going to all be in this little organized section of things. I don't know where these storylines came through and what, what clicked everything together. I don't know what what Marvel Comics did before this, the what run led up to the Darkhold run, but they had a some. I can't remember what it was. I think it might be leading into some Doctor Strange stuff. But basically, Darkhold Blade. They give you the basis, this standard synopsis of Blade. Born from a prostitute, killed by a vampire's bite, Eric Brooks inherited all of vampire's strengths, with none of their weaknesses. Determined to rid the world of the creatures that killed his mother, he became Blade, the Daywalker, a ruthless vampire hunter, and most recently, a reluctant member of the Avengers. Or at least that was his story until he read from the Darkhold in an attempt to stop the Elder God Cthan 
from manifesting on earth, and the pages of the sinister book showed him a more twisted path. And this is Darkhold Blade, the last drop is what they're calling it. We get to see a vampire character that's being kind of tortured and dealt with, and then Blade appears and kind of takes care of everybody around him, and then he tells Blade not to kill him, that he's uh, not a vampire, that he's like a, uh, a familiar and says he's still human, and Blade allows him to live for now, and they deal with some things along the way. And then there's also another synopsis in here that says, Two years ago, vampire terrorist Deacon Frost offered himself as host to the ancient blood demon, Lamagra, annihilating himself and unleashing the V-Wave. Billions of humans instantly became vampires. The millions turned under daylight. Uh, the millions turned under daylight burned. Superhumans were transformed, becoming either human or vampire by random choice, chance, or unholy de design. Can't talk this morning, apparently. The AIs went blank. The gods of men were banished. No more mutants, or inhumans, or eternals. There are now only two races on the earth, the fanged and the food. And there's only one man who can walk in both worlds and save what's left of ours. Put your last drop of hope in Blade. He's got a bunch of stuff going on in here. Dealing with all kinds of characters that are vampires, including some used to be superhumans. And it's an interesting story, but I don't see how this works off the rest of the whole Darkhold thing. But like I said, I haven't been reading it. And throughout this, you're going to see him dealing with. Uh, Well, Silver Sable, Prowler, Citizen V are some of them that come to attack Blade throughout this. And, and Blade spends his time also hunting down uh, uh, I can't think of his name. But he's basically a big old vampire character. Uh, a big guy. A really big guy. A guy that's so big he can't even get out of bed. <laughs> and uh, Blade just has to deal with all these problems along the way. And this is a one-shot, so I can't really ruin it. And it's not really a one-shot. It's a one-shot leading in, into a bunch of other stuff that's in the Darkhold universe. But. They started out with the Darkhold Alpha number one, which had Dr. Doom in it, the Darkhold Iron Man, 
and then the Darkhold Blade. They also have, coming up, the Darkhold Wasp, the Darkhold Black Bolt, the Darkhold Spider-Man, which is one I would like to get, and the Darkhold Omega, which is another one I might want to get. But I don't know. I kind of... Kind of might just wait to see what they come out with trade paperback wise. Easier, cheaper, just get a set. But we'll see. See what the other one is. I can't remember what I could have swore I bought a second one. It might have been, might have been the Iron Man one. Not positive. Might have only got the blade, but I could have swore I ordered two. But we'll see. And then, speaking of vampires, let's get away from Marvel and jump over to DC. And DC has a 12-issue limited series called DC vs. Vampires. <laughs> and here we get to see some worn-down, raggedy, wrapped-up, mummified-looking vampire that's trying to survive in the sunlight and hide in the darkness. So you can get to the Justice League to let them know what's going on. And apparently there's something with Victor Von Doom's blood. Uh, we also find out that most of the Justice League is off doing other things for a while. So this character just shows up and all we have is the male member of the Wonder Twins and Green Lantern at the Justice League place, and they got to help them out in ways that they can. And it's an interesting story. I like where it's going. I, can, I like how they're playing on this whole vampiric uh, takeover thing where everybody's turning into vampires and the vampires are planning on wiping out the world. And we also find out uh, information about the most important head of the vampire race, basically the person that puts things into the ears of all the vampires around the world, tells them what to do, and sets some certain rules. And her name is Mary, Queen of Blood. She's a vampire elder, and she's also also the leader of the cult of the Blood Red Moon. And her wishes are law among vampires, so... We get to hear a bunch of stuff with that, and learn about those characters. Learn about some other superheroes and supervillains, and what happened with them, with all the vampiric, uh, monotonous stuff going on, but... I liked it. I was debating on even getting into this run since it was 12 issues, but it is vampiric related. So that gives me an easy go-to because it can go right to the wife's vampire collection. But I was impressed. I, I like the way they started it out, and I'll stick with it. I'll probably go all 12. I was going to just trade paperback that one also, but I don't know. They got some pretty cool covers. I thought I got a better cover than the one I got, though, this week. I didn't get the Wonder Woman Harley one, which I should have. Instead, I got the Batman Green Arrow one. 
And now I'm kind of wishing I would have got the other one, but it's like I'm trying to stay away from issue or volume A covers when they have more than one cover just because the A covers you usually find in the bargain bins all the time because those are the ones that the comic shops buy the mass quantities of and then the rare covers are hard to fi- harder to find so I figured I'd get something different and I kind of wish I would have went with the Wonder Woman Harley one though but then we jumped over to King Spawn, number three, from Image Comics. Now, this one, this cover is cool. You got this hand up in the air, and it's got a little mini Spawn character with a crown staff pierced through his skull. <laughs> it's about to be crushed by the hand, but it's this little cute Spawny character. <laughs> little evil Spawny. <laughs> Spawny, Spawny, he's our man. If he can't do it, no one can. <laughs> oh, I love John Leguizamo as the clown. I wish, so wish they would have done a second or a third movie for that with all those characters. But oh well, what are we going to do? And here we see Spawn dealing with trying to figure out more things t- with the whole uh, factions all coming down on him the big war that's about to happen and he's dealing with someone who's pissed off at him because of his son being kidnapped or other children being killed and stuff and the foretold events saying that spawn's gonna kill a bunch of kids and we get to see uh their little spat and working things out and what happens throughout all that and then spawn goes off to hunt down some demons and get deeper into what's going on with uh meta evil and well meta evil spawn i should say and i believe the female spawn is heading up some stuff in Uganda and medieval spawns out in Canada. We had characters all over the world with all kinds of things happening. And then we got this big monster character that gets in a huge fight with spawn. And he's kind of like trying to absorb spawns powers and take them over. It's an interesting fight. And while this is all going on, we get to see the guy's son who was kidnapped and find out more about what's going on with him and the whole who's going to be the king spawn and what's going on with that and the crown. And there's just lots of exciting things happening with this series. Uh, They're not holding back any punches. It's like almost every issue I grab, no matter what it is, King Spawn, Gunslinger Spawn, Spawn Universe, and they're all just lots of action, lots of ongoing, nonstop uh, storylines without a bunch of open gaps that are just going to bore you and take you away from the story it's just 
it's just every issue has been pulling me in deeper and deeper and I want to know what's going to happen. I'm waiting for this huge clash between all the spawns and Cagliostro and, and it's, there's going to be so many characters that are going to be crossing over into each other's paths and some that are on each other's side I think are going to be turning and there's just going to be all kinds of chaos coming up here in the future but now they just brought out another different spawn run which i think is the scorch run which i pre-ordered but i don't know what's going to happen with that one so i'm not sure how long they're going to run push this run but honestly i don't care (laughs) and the thing i love about the spawn comics is I mean, you get your special issues that are a little thicker that cost a little more, but most of them, if you pre-order, you get them for under two bucks, buck, just under a couple bucks, buck fifty to two dollars. It's like for a comic, it's great. I mean, you get wonderful artwork, wonderful storyline, and it's just. And like I said in the past, the Spawn comics aren't something that they just keep producing tons and tons of stuff until now. Now they're coming out with all these extra runs and stuff. So I'm curious how that's going to work. Whereas the original Spawn comic run that I had, those were, those held their uh, value and increased in value too. So some of them are still very popular, but I will stick with this as long as I can. And then we checked out some Usagi Yojimbo from Stan Sakai and IDW. We got Usagi Yojimbo. Oh man, I got somehow the whole cover got wet. I don't know what the heck. Uh, I bet you someone set their stupid glass on my comic stack when I had it up there, which more than likely was my wife. <laughs> So we got Usagi Yojimbo number 23 from IDW Comics. In this story, they're still getting deeper and deeper. Trying to find the kidnapped. Well, not trying to find the kidnapped girl. They got the book that people are hunting down that the one lady stole. And her child has been kidnapped in this issue. And they're going to hold her for ransom of the book and they swore to Usagi Yojimbo and other samurai swore to him that he would not harm the girl until the next day as long as they showed up with the books but yet the person that's controlling them is an evil guy that pretty much wants to kill everybody when he sees them so hopefully she'll survive the night and we come across some little tiny little thief like character a troublemaker that's trying to scam usagi and the mother of the child and usagi's cousin uh, to try and get the book away from him it's a fun story I've been enjoying this run, but I think I'm stopping after issue 24, either issue 24 or 25. 
we'll end this rant, ransom story and then I'll probably stop for now and either get into them later down the road and when I see them again or go trade paperback with that whole run I just I wanted to see what was up with this run so I just bought a couple storylines from it which usually run about three issues each storyline so I was just gonna check those out just to get the tape the feel of it see what it was like and then I like having Usagi Yojimwa is one that I prefer to have in the trade paperback form because they fit nicely on my shelf and they're great stories and I they're fast reads so I'd rather grab a trade paperback of it and read a variety of issues all at once and instead of just trying to take one or two comics and you're done with them in no time and then you're sitting there wanting more so and then the recolored style stories and the redone stories we have usagi yojimbo the dragon bellow conspiracy issue five which this i believe was the last one of this run I don't know what's going to happen from here with this. Uh, if they're going to go any deeper into the past comics and go with some more runs off these, I would assume so. They're going to keep going, just colorize all of them, I assume. And I do really, I like the old black and whites, but the colorization form was done very well. I like what they did with it. And I really enjoyed rereading a lot of these stories. I'd, I'd never read this this one. The Dragon Bella Conspiracy. I don't remember any of this run that I read. But it was very enjoyable. But in here we get to see the different clans. The Gaishu clan. Uh, being a, told that they're that Usagi and the ninja clan are working together to go after uh, well, the, the Nico ninja clan, I should call them. They're trying to go after the fortress that I believe is a, at the Ta, Tamakuro fortress. But they got their hands on some weaponry, not swords. We're talking guns, tons of gunpowder, bullets, all that stuff. So these, there's a variety of clans that are trying to stop them and destroy that weaponry and destroy that clan. And along the way, we got the ninja clans, the samurai clans, and we got... Oru and Zeta Eno running around. They're helping out people. A lot of people die in this one. <laughs> this is a big time war issue. And there's so many clans crossing over and fighting each other that you're just bound to have tons of people get wiped out. But it was a fun, enjoyable story reading this uh since i don't remember ever reading in the past 
and it had a good ending to it. So I believe this is the final issue of the Dragon Bellow conspiracy run. But check that out, Usagi Yojimbo from IDW. It was a lot of fun as always. I love all that Stan Sakai does. It's one of the first comic book writers, designers, makers that I actually followed anything I seen of his. I would snatch it up if I seen something when I was out and about getting looking for something to read or whatever. And uh, whereas I can't tell you half the other people by just grabbing a comic and looking at it. When I see Stan's artwork, it's instantly in there. It's I he's just got those things that just pop in my head instantly and it's kind of like Art Baltazar with the Oh Yeah Comics group and stuff like that. You just totally can tell just by certain things that are done. But which again Art Baltazar is making an awesome <laughs> piece of artwork for me. A commission that I ordered, and it took like seven, eight months. So he gave me a bonus, bigger commission with lots of extra characters on, and I'm just so excited to see this thing and when it's finished. But, but yeah, so check that out on YouTube. Go to Oh Yeah Comics and check out famous co- cartoonist draws things and stuff like that, and check out what he's been doing. And I got lots. Mine are more of the vampire zombie type, type stuff. And in the past, I had the little evil Ernie, little Vam, Vampirella comic done or commission done, which is awesome. But And then some things I checked out. We devoured up on Hulu, Bad Ink. If you like watching tattooing shows and you want to see some fun people, Dealing with tattoos gone bad and fixing them up for people. That's a fun one to watch. And then uh, also on Hulu, if you like vampire-type stuff, ghosts, goblins, vampires, and there's all kinds of stuff. You'll, all, the, all the standard creatures and stuff will pop up from time to time in this series, but it's called What We Do in the Shadows. I believe it's a British style series. They got Amer- American uh, copied ones out there nowadays, but this this was very fun. Uh, lots of hilarity, just goofy as hell. It just <laughs> it's it's a great series, and if you watch it and you like it, then go to YouTube after you're done and watch. A bunch of videos from called What We Do Before the Shadows, hosted by Guillermo. Guillermo is the familiar from this series that just wants to be turned into a vampire so bad, but his master won't turn him, and (laughs) he just happens to join up with a vampire hunting club and ends up killing some vampires and all kinds of hilarity ensues when they find out that the vampire familiar ends up killing vampires and so the vampire council's all worried about him it's just it's a 
hilarious show. You gotta you gotta watch it if you like comedy and you like goofy monster type stuff. That's just really fun. What we do in the shadows. Uh, other than that, I guess we'll call that good for now. For this portion, we'll be right back with some health stuff coming up right after this. All right, let's get into some MS health stuff. A lot of people have been talking about immunity issues, uh, worrying about their immunity with the whole COVID thing, and thinking that they got a low immunity when they may have a high immunity. A lot of them don't realize that. And I'm talking about people with MS, not just regular people. But a lot of us with MS, the reason we have damage to our myelin and stuff is because our immunity is so high it's attacking us but we do go on a lot of different dmts disease modifying drugs or disease modifying therapies dmd or dmt and uh, some of them can lower our immune system whereas like i'm on maven cloud right now and i believe mine is lower due to the fact that it kills a majority of my T and B cells and until they grow back, it's, uh, I think my immunity is down, but many people do a bunch of stuff to boost their immunity when they shouldn't really do that. They should talk to their doctors and find out if they do need immunity boosters or not. See what kind of medications you're on and check all that stuff out first. Before you just jump on and start doing things that might even make your system worse in the long run. But the immune system in people with MS attacks the central nervous system, damaging the protective myelin sheaths that insulate our healthy nerves. The immune system is a balanced, balancing act between a pro-inflammatory response and an anti-inflammatory response. A small amount of inflammation is good. It's what clears infection. The damaging immune response in multiple sclerosis results from chronic inflammation, which happens in part when the immune system's anti-inflammatory mechanisms are faulty. The pro-inflammatory response that destroys infections is like a hot water tap that will scald you if it's left running. The immune system has a counteractive anti-inflammatory reaction that acts, acts like a cold water tap to moderate the temperature. Some researchers theorize that MS attacks happen when protective immunity drops. Bacterial and viral infections may trigger MS exasperations by riling up the immune system. Urinary tract infections often will predispose a relapse, underscoring the importance of immunity in the MS community are some disease-modifying therapies, DMTs, which may further compromise the immune systems of people with MS and leave them susceptible to dangerous infections. That's why you gotta watch out for it and Talk with your doctor and find out which type of therapies you're using, which ones affect you. 
whether or not it's decreasing your immune system or increase or if it's still increased. So definitely look into that and talk with your doctor about those things. Fortunately, the immune system is equipped with at least four levers you can pull to maintain its balance, exercise, diet, sleep, and stress. So, starting with exercise, you already know that exercise is good for your heart. What you might not realize, however, is that it's also good for your immune system. The body interprets physical activity as stress, and its response is to flood the bloodstream with disease-fighting white blood cells. The role of lymph the fluid that circulates white blood cells through the body, our lymph vessels help regulate the immune response, but they don't have the same pumping action that our blood does. They're not pumped by the heart. They're pumped by movement. So when we exercise, we're forcing lymph to circulate through the body. The more lymph that circulates, the more opportunity it has to encounter and destroy infectious agents. So we go on to promote all healthiness in that area. So we have good cells that are protecting us and not cells that are damaging us. Exercise might even promote the growth of helpful gut bacteria. I never knew it worked in the gut bacteria, too, which is kind of interesting. But evidence of immune cells that react to specific gut bacteria in people with MS. During MS relapses, they travel from the gut to the brain to reduce inflammation. Evidence suggests that too much exercise, especially without adequate rest, may hurt instead of help the immune system. When we're stressed, we release stress hormones like cortisol that can depress the immune system. The secret to getting a pos positive instead of negative immune response is to focus on exercising at a moderate instead of vigorous intensity. And you don't want to burn yourself out. You don't want to cause extra issues, pain, stress on your body, and then activate some other things that are going to cause us some other MS issues along the way. So listen to your body. Don't overdo it. And don't eat a bunch of crap. <laughs> on a scale of 0 to 10, where 0 is being being sedentary and 10 is sprinting at full speed up a hill, you should be at a 3 or a 4, just starting to break a sweat. Anything more vigorous could trigger cortisol, cortisol production. You should get at least 150 minutes of physical activity per week, broken up into increments of anywhere from 10 to 90 minutes at a time. Exercise sessions that are longer might depress immunity and also might overheat you and cause you to have other issues. Because many of us with our heat intolerance 
have issues when we overheat our bodies and stress our bodies out. So take that into consideration also. Next one would be diet. Diet is an important immune system lever. People affected by obesity are more likely to develop bacterial and viral infections. Concerning immunity, foods that can alleviate inflammation should be the primary source of high-quality calories. Research suggests that green leafy vegetables, olive oil, berries, nuts, fish, and tomatoes may reduce inflammation. See, I... They go back and forth on that because I've heard back and forth about tomatoes reducing and causing inflammation. So I don't know. Not sure about all that. But hey, listen to the researchers, I guess. In contrast, red meat, dairy, gluten, fried foods, and processed sugar food sugars may cause it inflammation but they taste good (laughs) to get their anti-inflammatory effects you generally have to eat whole foods vitamin d is critical it helps to regulate calcium absorption which is important for bone health but it also helps regulate the immune immune response it's immune Modulating properties make vitamin D especially important for people with autoimmune diseases, including MS. Although the body produces its own vitamin D from sunlight, it can take as little as 10 minutes of direct sunlight on the arms and legs to get your daily recommended allowance of vitamin D. Most people are deficit. Supplementation is therefore helpful. I mean, 10 minutes outside and letting the sun beat down on you isn't that hard to do. (laughs) Get out there, do some yard work, do something around the yard, even if it's just sitting out in sunlight. You can sit out and read a book. By the time you're done reading, you got plenty of sun. Or you can take a pill for it, like many like to do. Replace pills for natural. It's a weird time right now. We're getting into the future parts of life where people are just going to lock themselves down in a house the size of one room. And they're going to have all kinds of screens on their walls and stuff. They'll give them fake sunlight and fake views and live on their devices and (laughs) we're going to see lots of things happening in the future. I think where they're going to have to basically replace certain ways of getting healthful things with something else that's non-natural, but now if we destroy our environment too, then we'll lose our natural stuff anyways. Thanks to global warming and all that stuff. The next one would be sleep, which sleep can have downstream effects on the immune system. When one is not getting enough sleep or enough good quality sleep, 
they are more vulnerable to getting the flu or seasonal colds. I just got my flu shot, so I'm good to go. <laughs> Minor adjustments at bedtime can make a big difference for people who have occasional and mild sleepy, sleepy, sleeplessness. Blah, 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 blah. Turning off screens an hour before bed and abstaining from alcohol late in the evening. Blue light from phone and computer screens inhibits the sleep hormone melatonin. Alcohol becomes a stimulant as it's metabolized, causing wakefulness in the middle of the night. Having a dark, quiet, and cool bedroom also is helpful. If necessary, use an eye mask, earplugs, and a fan. It's like... Living in a basement right now, I would expect it to be cooler down here. But when the heater's running at night, the main heater vent's down here sucking in air and then blowing it out. And this place gets hot. It's just crazy how warm it gets down here. And then you walk upstairs and it's cool. So I'm going to have to regulate the airflow in here somehow. Uh... People who suffer from chronic sleeplessness include those with sleep disorders like insomnia, might need to reprogram their their brain, (laughs) Uh, CPAPs for sleep disorders and stuff like that can help. Uh, I pretty much fall asleep better and faster on that, well... I don't know if it's better or faster, though, with the CPAP on. But then I spend half the night struggling with it because I feel like I'm being suffocated at moments. Or trying to just roll over or move around a little bit. It's irritating when the thing's catching on the pillows and pulling off your face and readjusting as you're laying there. Just interrupts sleep, in my opinion, more than just sleeping. I did go off it. Somewhat this past month because I was having lots of breathing issues with it. And I personally believe I slept stronger when I could fall asleep without it. But it's the falling asleep parts that's the hard thing because I can't shut the damn brain off. The worst thing you can do is lie in bed awake, which I do a lot. (laughs) But I want to fall asleep. I'm tired. But my body just won't let me. When you spend time lying in bed, you train your brain that it's okay to be awake in bed. I try melatonin and all that stuff. Sometimes it kicks in. Sometimes it don't. You can take a one milligram melatonin and it can knock me out. Or I can take a 10 milligram and just sit there wide awake. It's like, it's crazy. how I don't know how they regulate this shit. You can't. You can't tell me that that's regulated at all by the FDA if, if they can't get them to work in increased amounts by the increased levels of melatonin that you're putting into you. But even if you're getting optimal, well, stress management is the last one. Even if you're getting optimal exercise, nutrition, and sleep, stress can sabotage your immune system 
So you definitely got to keep stress at bay and keep it mellowed out. The problem with stress is the body's hormonal reaction to it, which creates inflammation. You can neutralize that response by engaging in activities like yoga, tai chi, and meditation, all of which have been shown to reduce the stress hormone cortisol. So I started up with meditation again yesterday and yoga. Well, meditation I've always done on and off. The cat's playing with his mouse toy. Mr. Lemmy Killmeister is practicing his mice killing skills. <laughs> Even something as simple as deep breathing can be effective. If you have an Apple Watch, use the breathing app. Stopping to focus on your breath for even a minute when you're stressed can help bring down your stress levels. Mental strategies can work as well as physical. Positive self-talk can help. Uh, Yeah, just focusing on breathing and it's the key to meditation. It's the key to everything. Key to your yoga. Everything you do you should focus on your breathing. And anytime I feel like absolute nutter crap or if I'm laying in a hospital or whatever, I just go into deep mindful breathing techniques and just focus on that and focus on the areas of my body that hurt and hope that they'll heal themselves and I don't have to stay in the hospital as long as they say. (laughs) I don't want to go back in there. Teaching yourself to have a positive attitude can help. You cope with the stress of your perceived deficits. Deficits can be physical, in the case of MS, but also financial, spiritual, and relational. For relationships, improving your communication skills might help, because relationships can be a big source of stress. Improving how you interact with your family, your partner, or your friends can be a really great stress management technique. If we feel that our point of view is being threatened, that will often increase our stress response. One way to reduce that when you're having a conversation is taking the other person's perspective to understand where they're coming from. It sounds basic, but it really can help when you're having a disagreement. Strategies like perspective taking can reduce conflict, but they can't eliminate it. No matter what you do, you'll still experience stress, not to mention inadequate sleep, nutrition, and exercise, and that's okay. I mean, this day and age, everybody's just a bunch of whiny little bitches. There's always someone complaining about anything that comes out. It's like COVID comes out. And, I mean, if it was like anthrax and people were dropping like flies and dying, I think these people would still argue the fact that anything you're trying to give them is bad. Uh, They're going to sit there and tell you that they know more than scientists and everybody else and they know what you should do and if you... If you're a friend of theirs and you take a certain thing, then they don't want to talk to you anymore. (laughs) They hate you or 
will disagree with everything you say and it's just every every minute of every day if there isn't something for them to bitch about they'll find something else to bitch about it's like we had the 2020 presidential presidential election i don't care for either one of the candidates i think they're all a bunch of jackasses i need think we need to get back to people that are around 40 years old and start rebuilding our whole political system and get some people in there that care more about the people and the environment and what's going on around the world and quit worrying about going to war and doing all this other bullshit. But, uh, yeah, we're still listening to people whine. There's still signs up. It's like, why didn't you vote for this person in 2020? It's like, why do we got this guy? Kick him out of office. It's like, same shit happened when the last guy was in office. The opposite side was pissing and moaning. It's just people really get over it. When shit's done, it's done. You can't change it. But sitting there stressing about it, whining about it, causing a bunch of arguments over it, that's just going to make it worse. It's going to be worse for you. It's going to be worse for people that have to listen to your mouth-breathing stupidness. And it's just, if we can't work together, all is one, just agree to let people do what they feel is good for them as long as they don't harm anybody else then let them but once you start harming others then you're a threat and if you're a threat you need to be taken care of you need to be dealt with in my opinion this world has a lot of threats (laughs) and there's never gonna be any type of, of agreement any type of organization between any of us so you got to learn other ways to adapt and live in a stressful world. And that's what meditation, yoga, stuff like that is for. And nowadays, everybody's got headphones, headsets, you can ignore people. And if you don't have headphones and headsets, it's hard to ignore people because the mo- there's Jackass is walking around talking aloud everywhere, talking to people on their phones, talking to people on their tablets, talking to everything they got. They'll just keep making noise. Shit. Cat's being an annoyance right now. He's just whining. I don't know why you're whining. You're not going to go out. It's raining. So what the hell are you bitching about? Pets can be stressful. <laughs> Everything can be stressful. <laughs> but yeah, he just doesn't know what he wants, and he just wants me to be upstairs. And then as soon as I get upstairs, he's going to find a spot and go to bed. But he couldn't do that when I was up there originally. I don't know why. But yeah. People, animals, everything. <laughs> why can't we just do our thing and be left alone and not have to deal with your frustrations too. Uh, But yeah. So look into that. Don't worry about your immunity until you talk to your doctor. Do the things that you can to not overstress your immunity and not overwork the rest of your body and cause 
inflammation issues and cause flare-ups and all that to happen with your MS or whatever you're dealing with. And just realize that just because there's a disease out there doesn't mean you have to boost everything to try and protect yourself. You can overboost stuff and overtake medications. You can even poison yourself by drinking too much water and stuff. So it's like overdoing stuff is not a good thing. Try and regulate what you do and watch your numbers. I mean, I, I get my blood test done. I look at them. I research them every time I have them done, and then I compare to what I'm taking for medications, for extra medications and stuff, natural meds, and I look at those things and see if I still need them that high or if I should back down or increase or whatever. It's just, you got to be smart about it. You can't just say, okay, this person said I should take a horse tranquilizer because that's going to make me feel better, and I'm going to get superpowers. No, it's like you can't stick a horse dewormer in your body or different type of medications for other people. You can't just walk into someone's house and say, okay, I got a pain in my back, so I'm going to take this person's medication because they got back pain too, and they're on this medication. So it's all right for me to take that, and it'll help me. And it's just stupidity. And I see this all the time with elderly people. They are so stuck on their old ways that it's like, okay, if I take this, I'm going to be better now. No, you're not. <laughs> it's going to make your body actually worse. It's going to cause other issues, and then you're going to complain about them and take something else you shouldn't take. So, yeah, watch what you do. Talk to your doctor. Be smart about it. And we'll get back to you, to you with some more stuff soon. So be good to yourself. Be good to others. Take care of the monster. And check out Crimson Call Comic Club. Check out Under the Call, Under the Call of MS. Just keep yourself active, healthy, happy. And don't let anybody bring you down. If they stress you out, just turn and walk away. They'll probably keep talking because they have to hear themselves. But you don't need to hear it. Be good. We'll get back to you again. Maybe tomorrow. If not, sometime soon.